Today on CityCast Boise, dozens of Republicans have endorsed Idaho's primary ballot initiative, but far-right critics say the method may favor Democrats. Blake Hunter is here to bring us up to speed on how the change to Idaho's primaries would work, who's endorsing it, and how it could potentially limit extremism in the state. It's Tuesday, October 10th. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Blake. Hey, Emma. So catch us up on this big political story in Idaho right now. Where does the effort to open primary elections in Idaho currently stand? You know, you may have been at events in Boise recently and seen people carrying around clipboards for the Idahoans for open primaries. So they are currently in the stage of collecting signatures for this initiative. So essentially how this works, if people aren't familiar, um, Idahoans, are, and this is the case in most states, can basically put together a big enough petition and get enough signatures uh, that they can create a law. Um, they have to get 63,000 by May onto this initiative to be able to put it to the uh, November general election in uh, 2024. So this group called Idahoans for Open Primaries, um, they're led partially by Reclaim Idaho, which people might know from the successful Medicaid expansion and a few other things recently, um, or in the past few years, I should say. And so they put this kind of effort together. So what's at stake here? Why should people care about this? So currently we have the Idaho Republican Party has a closed primary election. And so you have this group of people who is voting. And essentially, because Idaho's Republican Party is so large, in most cases, they're effectively the entire election is, is in this primary election. So it doesn't matter um, if how vehemently other people oppose it. The Republican Party is big enough that its primary elections essentially decide who's going to hold office. And so this would move that. Um, it would decrease some of the barriers for that. And there are a ton of Republican uh, and a lot of mostly former Republican officials, including uh, most recently... Uh, former Governor Otter coming out in support of this initiative, actually. Yeah, that was really interesting uh, when Governor Otter came out. Um, some of the uh, more far-right elements of his party were pretty pissed, right? Yes. Dorothy Moon came out and was calling him a rhino. And yeah. I think, you know, kind of from a, you know, I registered as a Republican so that I could vote in the primaries uh, four years ago, have stayed registered as a Republican, even though I consider myself an independent because of that. And like yeah. a lot of independents, you've been forced to register as a Republican so that you can vote and actually participate in Idaho's elections. So where did this idea even come from? You know, there's that we have this growing sense of polarization politically. We have, especially on the, um, as, at least in Idaho, especially on the far right, we have more and more far right uh, people being able to take office. And that is causing a lot of concerns for a lot of people um, for a lot of obvious reasons that we've talked about on the show many times. But yeah, so this that's the other part of why I wanted to talk about this today is because this these two ideas, open primaries and ranked choice voting, are uh, they're going to be around for a while and they're probably just going to grow in popularity for the next few years. So there are two parts to this initiative, the first being the open primary election. Explain that. 
Yeah. So I'm just going to use like a kind of typical presidential election cycle. It varies for like smaller elections. But typically what happens in May is you have an election that is in Idaho. It's just Republicans vote for Republican candidates for that position. And then um, Democrats have an open primary. So independents can vote for Democrats if they want to. So that's currently how it stands. And you have Republicans voting um And then, like I said, they essentially have enough power that a Republican primary election is typically the deciding factor for the general election come November. So this first part of the ballot initiative um, would replace the Republican Party's uh, individual primary and closed primary uh, and would create kind of a free for all primary election. It doesn't matter how many candidates you have for, you know, anything from like a school district board trustee member or all the way up to the governor, it doesn't matter how many candidates you have, the top four vote getters are uh, going to move on to the general election. So, you know, you could have 12 candidates running for a position and they could be all Republicans. They could be, you know, half and half Republican Democrat. They could be independent, whatever. It doesn't matter. So you could have, you know, two Republicans, one independent, one Democrat move on to the general election. So it's just pure quantity of numbers of how many votes people get. The top four vote getters are going to move on to the general election. Okay. So and then the second part is the ranked choice voting system. How would that work? So Essentially, how this ranked choice voting system works is in the general election, you get these four candidates that you had from the primary election, right? And they can be any party whatsoever. And you essentially just rank them in the order that you like them. And so if you really don't like one candidate, though, you don't have to rank them at all. Because what happens is you have a first round of counting the ballots and whoever got the least amount of votes is kicked out. And then, you know, so if you really liked uh, one candidate, but they got kicked out the first round, then your second choice becomes your top choice. And so then it kind of just filters out um, and they're counted in successive rounds. And then it just keeps going until until there's nobody left or until, you know, you have two people left and whoever got the most votes uh, is the winner. And so it's just a different way of thinking about this. You know, I think it's something that oftentimes people need like a visual representation for, or at least sometimes I think that that would be helpful for me because I'm still kind of getting my head wrapped around this. Um, But yeah, so it just allows you to be a little bit more thorough when you're deciding who you want to be a candidate, because any uh, any kind of ballot or like bubble that you fill in on the ballot could end up counting as a vote for a person. And it makes sense because, I mean, at the very least, people are going to do a little more research, it sounds like, because you won't be like, I know I'm voting for candidate A. I don't really need to know anything about these other three because you'll be like, oh, I need to know if B or C is somebody who could represent me, even though I don't maybe maybe they're not in my political party or they don't exactly align with my views. You can say, well, I know that they are better than candidate D for me. Right. So yeah. so kind of, in a way, it kind of helps you like narrow down really mm-hmm. who you're voting for. And so, yeah, totally. OK, yeah. it, we're just not used to it at all. You know, we're just having we're just used to having like one candidate for one uh, job that we want them to have and, and moving on. So the more we think about it, I think the more that it settles in and makes more sense. So the big question here is, could this limit extremism in Idaho? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of research on ranked choice choice voting. um, And essentially it says yes, because and this this is part of why, you know, Dorothy Moon and Labrador, Raul Labrador are um, 
being so opposed to this um, because what happens is when you have you don't have to have the whole dynamic of like picking the lesser of two evils that whole narrative is uh not completely out the window but it factors into this a lot less when you actually have an electorate a, you know a group of people who is being able to or who is able to really decide how they want to rank people. And so there's a lot of research that shows that actually ranked choice voting does decrease extremism and it opts for more, um, you know, moderate officials uh, or more moderate politicians. I think that that's not totally why, you know, all of these like former Republicans are in, former Republican officials are endorsing this. I think they're more in it for the for independence to get their voice to matter. But this is a big reason for this push right now is because there's this feeling that, you know, the, you know, state legislature in particular is just going further and further right. And what happens in these Republican primaries is this fight to become the most as conservative as you can. And so, and conservative you know, doesn't even cover this anymore. No, I feel it like that's part yeah. of the reason it's been hard to have these conversations is we're, we're saying conservative, but like this is these are not uh, Idaho conservatives. A lot no. of people, people agree with me on that, including the former governor. So. Including the former governor. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Who, uh, we've literally never agreed on anything before. <laughs> so this is, this is a big day for us. So, yeah. yeah. And if you look, um, you know, in the uh, newsletter article that you did, um, I was really actually pretty amazed in that article you wrote and you included the Idaho Idahoans for Open Primaries website. Um, there's a spot that are the, it's like the Republicans for Open Primaries who agree with this, like you were saying. And I was kind of scrolling through the list like, oh, Butch Otter, Lori Otter, you know, former senator, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then the list is it goes on and on and on and on. And I'm scrolling yeah. and I'm scrolling. So really a ton of Republican support for this, which is interesting because Dorothy Moon, her big criticism has been, this is going to give Democrats four votes, you know, yeah. with the ranked choice, it's going to give it. But really, it does seem like this has a broad bipartisan support in Idaho. It really does. And, you know, I think that it's, it reflects this larger push within the Republican Party, this larger tension that has uh, grown over the last few years, because in, in their fight to have as much power over the state as, as possible, they, you know, we've talked about this on the show and everybody's talking about this really, is that there's kind of two factions within the Republican Party, like two broader factions where you have, um, kind of putting this in quotes, more traditional conservatives, uh, and then you have like really far right Republicans. White nationalists. And, yes, yeah. yeah, and Christian yeah. nationalists. Who are actually calling themselves that. So yes. I guess yeah. we finally can too. So yeah. 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 And um so, yeah, this I think that that's why a lot of current Republicans who are on that harder right edge are so worried about this, for sure. So I'm really interested to see how it'll play out. And I think that I mean, Idahoans for open primaries, this is not their first rodeo. Um, I don't I haven't I don't have any idea how many signatures, you know, they currently have on the initiative. But I think that this is going to be extremely popular among just the Idaho voters, you know, electorate in general. Yeah, I, it, I think you're right. It seems to be that way. Um, so how do people go sign this if they want to? Do they have to wait to bump into some of the clipboard at the county fair or what happens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So open primaries, you know, you can find this online, but essentially they have a, a Reclaim Idaho office here in Boise um, and you can go there. You, you do have to have an updated uh, voter registration. So just check in with that. Make sure you're good there. Um, and you can just go directly to them uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, and 
get that sorted out there. You can also fill out a form online and then someone will reach out to you and go through the process of sending in whatever paperwork you need. Or yeah, like you said, you can just bump into someone at an event if you, if you get lucky. Well, Blake, thank you so much for breaking this down. It is a little complicated, but it sounds like it's pretty much, you know, the future of the state is at stake here. So I hope people check this out and see what they think. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how it pans out. So thank you, Emma. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, tell a Republican. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more local stories from around the city. Bye.